0: Hello there! Welcome to the very last recording of 2019 of Trust is My Home. I am so blessed to be able to bring this recording to you which is not the best in quality as far as sound as it is a recording on the move so there's no editing applied Um, but it is a beautiful sit down with Tomáš and Sarah two artists who just completed a beautiful work and um, I'm excited to introduce both of them to you and for you to hear a little of their story. I hope you enjoy and happy new year. Welcome to Trust is My Home, a weekly podcast about living a covenant of trust with a father. From Loretto House here in Austin, Texas to your own home, This podcast seeks to lay down and enflesh the foundation of trust that becomes the true rock on which to build a home. Each week we will talk about realigning our lives toward the Father. What does it mean to trust Him? If God is a good Father and we believe that, how does that change the way we live our lives? We'll dig deep into the hidden treasures of the hearts of mothers and fathers who are choosing to live radical trust in God and speak honestly about the challenges and the testimonies that come from such a life. This is a podcast from this home to your homes, meant to reach into the sometimes lonely struggles to weave encouragement, joy, and community into your day. So whether you're driving, cleaning, folding, or just stopping to listen, welcome to Trust Is My Home. Hi there. Welcome back to Trust in the Heart. I'm really delighted. I'm on the road. This is a on the road recording studio. I'm with my goddaughter Sarah Crow and her painting partner. I think he's more than that, but um, in this context, uh, Tomasz. Can you say your last name, Tomasz? Tomasz Misztol. So it's been a beautiful uh, Christmas break. I didn't record anything for last Tuesday, but I really felt like I would love to sit down with both Sarah and Tomas, because I think that I've witnessed a process of trust over the last nine months. So on Christmas day, um, I was blessed to be able to go to St. Stanislaus in Portland, Oregon, and witness the installation and blessing of the Stations of the Cross, on christmas day by the archbishop bishop sample and uh, the artists of these stations were sarah and tomash and the story of how this came to be um is going to be longer in this podcast but i feel like maybe we can give a background from a little bit of background on both of you where you're from and we could talk a little bit about um trusting god in the process of making sacred art um, i think this is this is a topic that People need to hear about it. It's it's not. It's it's similar to kind of trusting God in the home, but it has a a different aspect, and it's a gift that's for all of us. So I know it was a great gift for me to be able to go and uh, just witness the power of this art on people who don't even have kind of a a faith reference as they were walking through the stations and moved by this art, and I hopefully. We'll be able to convey some of what what God did through through these stations and through your trust in God. So, maybe Sarah, you can start and just say whatever comes to your heart a little bit about yourself, um, whatever
1: you feel called to say. Okay. I entered the church about three years ago, and I grew up here in Oregon and um, in a very um, kind of wide open, literally open in the outdoors, um, and um, free alternative culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And grew up kind of steeped in um, the beauty of nature and uh, kind of appreciation of um, beauty, reverence, wonder for creation, but no direct relationship with the creator. And I came to art school in Chicago, and during my last year of school, um, was invited to uh, the liturgy during Holy Week at St. John Cantius, yes. where I had an experience of beauty in the visual and the um, musical and the liturgical, all kind of woven together in the communal worship of prayer. And it was a revelation to me of what art can be, or even... Through my heart is meant to be in this intersection of all the senses directed to God. Beautiful.
0: And so I I was also there when Sarah came (laughs) to the church uh, as her godmother, and uh, it's been a real joy watching her uh, love for Christ, not just um, in her personal relationship and prayer life, but watching it, how it, as it's kind of the fruitfulness of it through this art. And um, so then um, you came to Portland to visit and that this is when your life intersected with Tomáš.
1: Yes. I should share the incredible moment that changed my life again when I returned to Oregon to visit family and was in adoration um, and praying, speaking to God in the Blessed Sacrament and I stepped out of the Adoration Chapel and I met Tomáš. He asked to talk with me and shared his heart with me and immediately um, one of my prayers that I'd made minutes before in adoration was answered as Tomash pulled this little cross out of his pocket and offered it to me and it was a um, little mother of pearl cross with the corpus of Christ in silver on it and he said he'd had this from jerusalem from his pilgrimage the year before and i had just been asking for a cross as a sign of my faith to wear as i was visiting family and friends here in oregon beautiful and so the cross
0: is is neither it's not unknown to you tomash uh, both through your sculpture you know Tamash is is actually his primary art is sculpting but um but also in your life so uh, Tomasz, you, you were, you grew up during the communist era in Poland and then you're here in Portland. Well, you were in LA and then Portland and then maybe you want to introduce yourself a little bit. I know there's a lot there, so... Um,
2: well, I will try to make an abbreviation. Uh, yep. So yeah, I was born in, and raised in uh, communist Poland. Uh, but most of most of my childhood uh, i spent in a mo- monastery i was altar boy and raised in catholic tradition uh, so the catholicism was rooted in me but uh, there was a moment in my life when I stepped out from the church and it was also, at this time in Poland, big revolution of, of, of solidarity movement was f- uh, fighting against the regime and all those changes, political changes, were part of my, of my life. So there was, there was a lot of layers coming together, uh, so, but...
0: And in this time you were studying sculpture?
2: I was studying sculpture under a great master, Professor Duschenko, and I was formed in Academia of Fine Art as an artist, uh, to the big degree. and. After being uh, about ten years out of the Catholic Church, I, I come back uh, with very different perspective on faith and Christ in my life. So, yeah, and uh, for most of my uh, um, artistic career, I've been trying to uh, be successful artist and. I make a lot of shows and work hard every day in my studio, uh, but uh, 20 years ago I, I decided to focus my art uh, on only on sacred art and the, the, uh, be focus on, on service for the church with my art.
0: And I, I know that one thing I'm really struck by and seen a lot of your art um, that you have worked on is that the crucified Christ is pretty central to all of the work that you do and um, i I think you open a door and there's another cross another corpus of Jesus crucified so um, there's obviously uh, a deep resonance with with Christ on the cross so in the um I just I, I feel like the, we need to acknowledge um, also this this uh, cross in your own life that has kind of been there through many sufferings, but but in a particular way two years ago on Christmas when you lost your daughter and, and wife D, um, and how I just feel like grace is also a part of this conversation. Your daughter and her just her beauty and her own faith, and how uh, so after those two years, then you met you met Sarah. Um, Kind of in this grief this fresh grief and then how is it that you both came about to, to be do, working on the Stations of the Cross?
1: So we met that day in Adoration, Tomek, and we discovered pretty quickly that we were both artists and we could hardly believe that. <laughs> oh, I'm a painter. Oh, I'm a sculptor. <laughs> and. Um We formed a deep friendship and basically, I started to dream of collaborating with Tomash, and we conceived of doing an altar piece together where I would do the painting and Tomash would do the corpus of Christ in the center. Um, and I'm teaching, just in the fall at the art school, and so I had the spring semester off, and I came um, last year, last Christmas, um, to visit family, and I didn't have uh, apartment lease at the time in Chicago, and I didn't have a job, and my classes weren't happening that semester. I wasn't sure how long I was coming to stay, but I just came to be here and visit my loved ones, and during that time, Tomas shared his studio with me in Lake Oswego so that we could work Side by side. Right. And there we dreamed up this altarpiece and started drafting. We did, I I bought the oak wood and we had it cut and did preliminary drawings for this altarpiece. And Tomas had an existing corpus that we wanted to kind of um, recreate at a different scale for this altar. And so as we're just in the very, very beginning stages of doing this, which for me would have been my very first um, work of sacred art, right, which was um, an incredible. Convergence of my art, which I'd studied for a decade, and my faith, which was new, right. in collaboration with someone, which was a dream of mine to do. Yeah. Um, as we were in the very first stages of this, um, uh, Tomek kind of had a realization. right? Because uh, Father Peter from St. Stanislaus had been asking you about painting the Stations of the Cross for his church, because they wanted to replace the reproductions on cardboard which were right in the frames around the church and they've been doing various renovations. Um, but you'd refused the, the offer to take on the commission of the paintings, right?
2: Yeah, I wasn't uh, sure if I would be able to carry the load of the color because I'm mostly sculptor. And, uh, and as you've been starting this collaboration on this altar piece, it's done on me well we we can collaborate on these stations of the cross and um, and I realized that this uh, structure of the uh, reading of the Passion on Good Friday where there's a a voice of narrator and the voice of Christ uh, can be somehow translated in our project into our project and I will be narrator, and Sarah, with her uh, immaculate and precise fifteenth-century uh, technique <laughs> of painting, uh, will be voice of Christ and Mary. So uh, the, the concept was really uh, powerful, uh, and I present this concept to Father Peter. He agreed, and that was the beginning of of this in- incredible journey.
0: So I kind of was hearing you know from Sarah during this time and just kind of blown away by this um, possibility and I remember you first the first thing you did was paint you painted the very first station kind of as this is what we could do right as to kind of have see if it would be approved Mm -hmm. and then uh, I want to ask so I just it it was nine months I just want to point out there's a couple of things that are kind of really really neat as far as the divine hand and things it was we worked on the stations for nine months but you ended up being in Jerusalem, uh, which this is so crazy because you always dream of going to Jerusalem and then just in one week uh, I heard from you and then by the end of that week,
1: um, I think it was in March, was it in March? Right, we finished, so we did the um, preliminary painting as proposal mm-hmm. that was shared with the parish to see if there was enthusiasm for the project and that painting we delivered to the church on Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we had a period of waiting, maybe a week, before okay. the project was approved mm-hmm. to see if if, right. if they, they wanted to commission all of the stations from us. And, um, and yeah, Esther and I, we were dreaming, you and I, yes. about going to Jerusalem. Yes. I had a strong desire to do a pilgrimage to Holy Land yeah. that last fall, but then spring came around and I realized there was no way yeah. that I could possibly fund this trip. So I come here. We... Begin working on the project of the stations we do our first painting and i realized that well i can you know here i am doing a spiritual pilgrimage right of, to jerusalem on the way of the cross through yeah. this art commission um but at a certain point between turning in this first painting and having the commission approved Tomash and i agreed that the best way to do this would be to go to jerusalem and walk and pray the stations of the cross um to work out all of the preparatory drawings for the stations, and, um, and we agreed that we would do the Stations at the Cross one way or another, regardless of whether or not we got this commission. Just,
0: I, I just, being in the background of this story and like listening to snippets of it and just the time when, okay, we're I mean the time of planning to go to Jerusalem and
1: going was very brief. Uh, yep. An hour, Tomek? <laughs> <laughs> right? No, we were sitting at this table where we're yeah, sitting mm, now. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the best way to do the stations mm-hmm. would be to go to Jerusalem. And Tomek had already kind of been like reminded of Jerusalem from our first painting. Yeah. Um, and so we had both been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then we said it out loud. And then we agreed that we would do this no matter what. And that probably the commission will be accepted. Right. I you know. So, so, so here's a,
0: this is a really great, a really great um, point of trust. So already in this story, which I feel like we need like a two-hour episode because it's just so incredible. Um, but you see these desires that are expressed to God. So the, the very beginning is this desire of expressed to God to have a cross, right? Mm-hmm. And then you meet Tomash and he gives you this beautiful cross uh, crucifix. And then you both discover your artist, but... Each time you're dreaming together, right? Each time you're presenting these desires out loud to God, uh, really without the means. So, you you know, it's not like, oh, we can just make this happen on our own. We can materialize this on our own. Mm-hmm. It's like this this proceeding. I just think it's really important, like the desire and then the trust and then this kind of gift of God. And this is kind of what I've seen. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your experience in Jerusalem because I don't, I really feel like in hearing from you while you're in Jerusalem and the experiences and just imbuing the land kind of into your heart um, it wasn't so much about sketching what you saw in Jerusalem it seems like what you were you were immersing yourself into the heart of Jerusalem or but I, I would like to hear from from you Tomáš, Um, what what was Jerusalem for this project like how important was Jerusalem for this project
2: yeah well we i we we decided to go to jerusalem without any uh, expectations or any uh, filter to uh, to use this place uh, to to paint the paintings we went there uh, totally open and see uh, how uh, jerusalem will will take place in our work uh and Recently, as we've been reviewing our Stations of the Cross, I had this question from, from, uh, from the friends who first seen our piece accomplished about Jerusalem, how it uh, influenced this <coughs> these Stations of the Cross. And there's like echoes of, uh, of the streets of Jerusalem, the color, and even literally certain uh, pieces of, of uh, architecture. You can find them wailing wall, arches. Uh, but I, I realized that uh, Jerusalem is not a place, it's a state of heart, a state of mind, and that's what we've been experienced there, so that wasn't, it's not a place at all. So it was for me and for Sarah uh, incredible discovery, shocking discovery, You go to this uh, town with incredible layers uh, of history and but it's not not it's an illusion only it's it's really it's a it's a place in your heart and and uh, as true art is a manifestation of the artist's heart this way uh, Jerusalem is present in our work
1: it's interesting you say it's not a place. I would say it's the most place. Place. It's the most concrete, real place. Right. Um, but what? To Tomás. Tomás. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 what Tomás expressed that it's like as we are walking the streets of Jerusalem, like we're really we're going into and through and under the layers, like the way you go down the layer of the street, the lower and lower to get to the yeah. level where Christ. Walked, so we go into our hearts in this place.
2: Yeah, I had this uh, situation, a, a, a real feeling that you, I go to visit my uh, that town, the Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is visiting me.
0: Yeah,
2: it's uh, and that was very powerful, crazy, you know, realization because uh, it was very, very profound uh, personal experience mm-hmm. of this town.
0: You know, I think we can definitely see that expressed in the Psalms of David, um, who often, you know, the Psalms the of Ascent to Jerusalem, they're both speaking about a place, but they also are speaking about the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's interesting because then that kind of going back the the kind of the fruit of this was the stations. But this is the crazy thing is that, I mean, which to me was just incredible in this, that the stations were blessed and installed on Christmas Day, um, which you know is, is the day of a day of when the cross met met your heart um, was, and but also it's the day when Christ came to earth. So it kind of ties together. I mean, and I know when you were in Bethlehem, that was something the that the cross in brother- the crib,
1: yeah. And Mash um, and I experienced this from the beginning because we we were praying for Grace's intercession and we felt her with us as we were painting every day in the studio and together. Um, And we started this pilgrimage. We didn't go directly to Jerusalem. We went to Bethlehem and we felt um, guided to Bethlehem. Right. And then further guided to the old city. Right. And we stayed at the guest house of a Coptic convent, a minute, two minutes maximum walk from the Holy Sepulcher. So we were really in the heart of the heart yeah. of the city, but we began and ended our pilgrimage in Bethlehem, and in um, in the Holy Land. It's always Easter and Christmas and Good Friday at once. It's kind um, of overwhelm <laughs> and so it is. It's this this, this moment of eternity, um, like in yeah. time, out of time, and so in. At the very we started in Bethlehem. our first day we went to Jerusalem and prayed the way of the cross. Our second day we moved to Jerusalem, and then at the very end, we visited Bethlehem. We're invited back to Bethlehem, um, which is just an unexpected gift. And in that second visit to Bethlehem, we were able to celebrate the holy Mass in the grotto of the Nativity. and it was a Christmas mass in the last week of Lent. We were, there, oh, we were that's in, right. in, in the Holy Land during Lent right before we came back. Um, and it was one of the most kind of profound moments in the Holy Mass in my life to have that convergence again, that, that the cross and the, the and the nativity in one. And so when we learned, we learned, I was in Chicago, Tomek was in Oregon, um, maybe a month or so ago that, or less, that Father had invited Archbishop Sample to bless the stations on Christmas Day. It was just another unexpected gift. I mean, it's
0: to me. It's I don't think we comprehend like how profound that. I mean, and uh, usually Christmas time is a busy time for um, bishops and um, especially archbishops. And so, for him to to say his Christmas mass at Saint Stanislaus, and then to with a beautiful homily, a beautiful homily um, tying again mm-hmm. the cross and the crib together. Um, which I, I I want to to note about, you know, to those who are listening at this so often during this season we we do feel the cross the closest to our hearts. Because as we're trying to gather around the crib, we often are feeling the heartache of those who aren't there, of maybe broken relationships and so it's really good to remember that God first tied those together. You know, you're not if you're feeling sad sometimes on Christmas and if you're feeling kind of drawn to the cross, this is this is God went ahead of you. <laughs> he went ahead of you here, and he already spoke a word to you, and he spoke a word. And and also, it's crazy because the gift he gives, first on Christmas and then on the cross, is is his self and and his life. And uh, I know in in being attending that mass and then experiencing, I thought what was so beautiful was when you invited your friends and family who weren't Catholic, who don't have necessarily any um, cultural Catholic, you know, uh, roots, mm-hmm. uh, but they come into this place and they walk with reverence and receive this gift that you've given of sacred art. Um, I think it was um, either your dad or somebody that just the tears already were welling up in their heart um, just by seeing this beautiful gift. and. Um, there's one question I would really I would love to ask both of you and it might take a little longer to answer is that how has your trust in God? because I know as an art as an artist, at least in my experience, you're always striving to articulate an ideal um, but some, but so often we're human and it's hard to articulate the ideal. So how does trust in God you know when you're doing, when you're kind of creating sacred art? How is trusting God a factor in this in this whole process? You can decide who goes first.
1: <laughs> How is trusting God a factor in this whole process? You can take a moment too. Process?
0: And I could maybe say it a different way. Where where is one aspect where you were challenged in a deeper way to trust in God, while you were uh, working on this heart?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I could. Do this work. Um, I'd taken one little, like, kind of little step in preparation to do a painting of the crucifixion, and suddenly I had fourteen paintings. Right, um, and I said yes without hesitation. I was praying that this would be this commission would be accepted. I wanted very much to do it, but then um, then I was completely overwhelmed by. The um, in every way like the challenge of working on 14 paintings and doing this narrative figurative work um, uh, within a limited time frame um, the challenge technically the challenge of collaborating with another artist, of synchronizing right. our vision and working together um, and then the emotional and spiritual challenge of um walking the way of the cross for so long um and then finally the challenge of um the task of painting our lord and savior and Mm -hmm. i have a tendency towards perfectionism that can be um immobilizing right if i can't do it well enough i can't do it and here i am like with this canvas trying to paint the face of god i'm like well i fail in advance right i can't do that period So there was this for me, this um, really kind of excruciating ongoing surrender of, I'm not going to do this perfect, right, and yet I have to do this. Yeah, Um, and I, I was on my knees asking the Holy Spirit to help me every single day, and and when Tomash and I were working on side by side, you know, he he would help me get up off the floor and. Dealt with my temper tantrums mm-hmm. about the situation where I felt such a profound lack of control in mm-hmm. an area of my life and my art, which I'd always kind of fostered control. Right, right. Um, and then, and then, was praying for me uh, ardently as I was finishing these stations alone in Chicago.
0: And I know in your apartment, it's, it's kind of funny. They were saying we've been in Lent for nine months. <laughs> um, that that that's I I'm just kind of overwhelmed by just. Uh, I was just thinking about Faustina, rejecting constantly every time there was a vision of the, the the Divine Mercy image, you know, and whenever we kind of, it's kind of so much to even try mm-hmm. to create Sacred Heart, I because... I wish that she'd painted it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for Tomáš, I'm going to turn this question to you. Where was a place that you were most challenged? Um, in trust or maybe not even challenged in trust, but where you felt you really had a deep need to trust God?
2: Well, as I said, I'm, I'm mostly sculptor, Uh, the color is, uh, like someone play uh, trumpet and someone else uh, giving you to play violin, totally different instrument. The fact that you play trumpet doesn't mean that you will be a, a violinist. Uh, so entering into uh, realm of color uh, it was t- terrifying uh, to me uh, especially in the context uh, of Sarah's uh, knowledge about painting and color and on the first station I was trying to tune up to her techniques learn from her and uh, it was uh, and I somehow did it but it was like I up the hill all the time there was it wasn't really natural Mm -hmm. Uh, natural thing was uh, for me drawing and in in jerusalem i felt like fish in the water with black and white drawings and Mm -hmm. it was so uh, almost like i said easy almost easy you know but uh, we come back with this black and white script uh, from Jerusalem and uh, we need to make out of this <laughs> script film with colors and uh, everything right and uh, I, I, was, I, was, I, I was terrified really
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, h- how am i going to carry this task uh, but by chance actually uh, divine intervention. <laughs> the divine uh, intervention, uh, which is again well, all of this is uh, like stories for hours to talk, how those things, uh, uh, things were connected. Because someone whom I had to forgive a lot, returned my paintings, uh, and we reconciled at this moment. And those paintings, which I get back, were indication for me and Sarah. Well, that's how I'm going to paint.
0: Wow. Well, so it was through this reconciliation yeah. mm-hmm. that you got your answer from God. Exactly. Wow. So there, so one thing I'm really noticing is that it's not just like art like you're producing something, that this is a conversion. Mm-hmm. It's like a nine month conversion process for both of you. We
1: said like, well we're we're painting the stations of the cross, but the stations are the stations are forming us. We yeah. were clear that we were the we yeah. were we were the the clay, the mud, the paint, whatever oh. that was being formed by the like by right. us doing the stations by God, through us doing this.
0: It's really, I mean, I think the first miracle, I mean, maybe that's not the first miracle, but uh, if you talk to artists, the fact that two artists can collaborate (laughs) on something is... Uh, I, I'm surprised the world didn't end, you know, um, because this is, I mean, in music, yes, but when you have two people on one canvas, that is very rare.
2: Well, we, we, did, we, did, we, draw, we draw the borders between each other.
1: We, those borders didn't maintain. But they uh, well, <laughs> didn't maintain, and it was necessary
2: to break those borders. Right. But we had to... You were
1: like uh, the Jerusalem, like the Palestinians, <laughs> and the...
0: <laughs> well,
2: we had to draw the line between each other, each other and that yeah. was from the beginning, uh, clear, Right uh, but the challenge was tune up to to these two different uh, 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 sounds on the one canvas and it was it was difficult, uh, but I think uh, Sarah had a sense of, of color and uh, was able to, to tame my uh, kind of savage wild <laughs> uh, touches on the canvas.
0: Yeah. So I um I just I really feel that the way in which you were able to represent Christ on the cross both of you but it only can happen if the cross has really touched your own life. Like it's it's not a you're an observer sport, right? So it's it's not um you can't it's not like a looking at a picture and expressing like you had to imbue this thing and then express this thing and I know Sarah we had many conversations as you're working and days where you were um, so much with Christ on the cross and and just in the pain of his agony and your own meditations in a way uh, on as you're painting the the fourth station or each day is like I'm painting this today and this is where I am or Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of um, been a gift for me and to see And witness this process and I feel like I'm sitting in front of a treasure that I would love the world to hear about because I think Mm -hmm. there's a note that's resounding in this whole process and in these stations and in this collaboration that first of all is incredible trust because if you relied only on your own machinations or your own I mean even the ability to go to Jerusalem Mm -hmm. like that's crazy to just get up and go to Jerusalem Mm -hmm. like people plan two years in advance Mm -hmm. Uh, we just decided to fly to Jerusalem and then And and not with a ton of provision either. Um, And so there's just an overwhelming sense of... uh, That's the fridge turning on everyone. The overwhelming sense of just the trust that encapsulated this whole process. And almost I feel like I'm in front of a miracle, uh, truly. And that I think that we see that trust is the first medium in any artwork, right? This trust, it's the first before, whether you're raising children, whether you're, whatever you're doing, trust is the very first medium that is necessary to do any work that's really fruitful. And um, I don't know, there's so much to say about this process, but I I wanna give you maybe an opportunity, doesn't have to be out of a question, but like one thing that you feel that you would really love to share from this nine month. I mean, the paintings are one thing I'll have to share, but. Unfortunately, not everyone will be able to visit St. Stanislaus in Portland, but um, maybe there's one thing that you would like to share um, in this kind of nine-month journey to the cross and the crib. What do
1: you think, Thomas?
2: Well, we, we did this piece uh, to serve the Church, and uh, the service to the Church is to preach the Gospel, and uh, this work in the studio, or work on the Stations of the Cross, work of the artist who is, uh, the mission of the of the of our, of our our mission was to serve the church with art and beauty. And I hope that uh, we in a certain way uh been able to tell the story of Jesus' passion. His suffering, his death on the cross, Mary's suffering, her pierced Mm, uh, heart—that this story will be heard, will be, will touch the hearts of the people, and that—and I hope that the church will, in general, will open uh will be more open for the visual artists uh to allow them to to preach the gospel with the beauty and art and uh I I th- I feel I feel that the church uh is wounded by ugliness and lack of respect to to Christ present in the church. And that there's my hope for for, for this that that the, the gospel will be preached with uh, also with the beauty.
1: Beautiful. Mm. <sighs> so much it's hard to isolate one thing. Like Tomek, my prayer, especially my last prayers before the work was taken from my little bedroom studio by train to Portland and installed, um, is that those who meditate on his passion through the work of my hands, but truly, like just those who meditate on his passion, will be pierced to the heart and particularly my prayer was and is, would pierce to the heart to know that this suffering is an act of love for them personally.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And it was a privilege to have my heart so wounded by this journey with him and our Blessed Mother and this journey with Tomáš. But it's a, it's a healing wound. It reminds me, I mean at the very, um, on on the birthday of Our Lady when I witnessed the miracle in Chicago at the Orthodox Church of the weeping icon of the Madonna, and I saw the tears streaming down the face of our Blessed Mother And this painting, a work of human hands, but truly turned into wow. uh, a true icon, a mirror, right. a window from to heaven, right. where Our Lady was weeping, I saw that and I realized what, what God can do with our work, I guess, you right. know, the, the work of our hands that we offer, how He can use it. And I also, I realized that the suffering, I could see, I could actually see, right, in the sign, right. how her suffering, and our suffering with and through and in Christ, is, is so healing. Wow.
0: Well, I think, um, you know, we're, we're about to, we're on the cusp of a new year, um, tomorrow, very soon, and, um, in a season that oftentimes is filled with suffering for people. um, That this is such a great reminder, not even a reminder, but an invitation to, um, I think, to to pray for for renewed beauty um, in the church, but also to pray that we, each of us, might know in the love... Of Christ and what He suffered, um, the healing power of our own suffering, uh, kind of placed into that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just like if we're, if Jerusalem is our heart, you know that, that the cr- that the cross is at the center of that. that mm-hmm. The cross is in the center of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and that Christ is crucified on our own hearts. And so there's no human suffering that is untouched mm-hmm. by His cross. And the cross leads to the resurrection and so I feel like as we have okay you know we're we're kind of putting this these stations are, are there this kind of work is finished that that even as we're sitting around this table right about to go to mass again as Saint stands and see these paintings again um, that we all three of us but all of those who are listening that we can enter even to a deeper season of of allowing first of all, our hearts to be wounded by his love but then Rejoicing in the resurrection, which is what comes after, Um, and uh, there is a resurrection uh, joy that is meant for each of us here on earth, even. Mm -hmm. And because if it wasn't, then we wouldn't have witnessed it, you know. And so this is also a part like that. The stone was rolled away, Mm -hmm. and so that as we already, as we walk in honesty in, in Christ with what we have suffered, but that in this year 2020, in this new year. We're already in the new year in the church calendar. Um, it might be a year of renewed beauty, just as what Jesus, you know, we see the Shroud of Turin and the light, the resurrection light that hit that that hit, the shroud basically impressed the wounds, like the light impressed these wounds on this um, cloth
1: mm-hmm.
0: with glory. Mm-hmm. And so my prayer and my prayer for each of us is that all the places where our heart has been wounded by love, they might actually emit the glory of that resurrected light. Um, that each wound is glorified um, beginning in this time, you know, and, and, and kind of renewing the beauty, uh, renewing beauty. So I, I thank both of you, and I thank the intercessors in heaven, <laughs> Grace, and um, that we were a part of this as well, um, that this might be a continued... Uh, fruitful uh, gift to the church and a beginning of something more than just a kind of a collaboration among artists and a collaboration of those willing to offer themselves to God uh, to bring about something really sacred through trusting God and allowing him to use them as instruments of beauty. Thank you both so much for for taking the time to sit down and in this very kind of simple studio <laughs> Amen. and uh, God Amen. bless you. I hope this conversation was as much a blessing for me as it was for you. I apologize for any poor sound quality. Um, Have a really blessed new year and I'm excited to see how this new year unfolds for each of us as we walk in trust.